0: Welcome to Sport Management Review Insights. I'm your host, Vito Sobral. Esports have taken the world by storm in recent years, and researchers are starting to delve into this digital wonderland as well. One area that requires attention is that of esport athletes, and their career development is the topic for this episode. Joining us to discuss this is someone who's published on a range of topics in sport management and is also turning her attention to esports. She's Senior Lecturer in Digital Marketing at Open University Business School. It's Yue Meng-Lewis. Welcome, Yue.
1: Thank you, Vita. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. From the Midlands that you're based in as well, a place I quite know, uh, having done my master's there. So it's great to have someone from the Midlands on the podcast. Great. UA and co-authors Donna Wong, Yupei Zhao, and Gavin Lewis recently published Understanding Complexity and Dynamics in the Career Development of Esport Athletes. You're yeah, pretty sure just a few years ago, um, nobody would have considered esport athlete to be a career. And I'm sure some would even argue with the term athlete. But how does this research provide an understanding for, for esports more broadly?
1: Yeah, so as you just said, esports is a booming industry and attracts um, a lot of attention and have wonderful um, uh, global revenue and uh, its social and economic importance. However, um, there's not been much uh, research explored um, this particular group of esports athletes. So esports, th- there has been a long debate just on whether esports should be classified as a real sport. So I guess the difficulties is uh, one thing is that uh, the typical esports athletes probably, you know, with the image uh, to the outsiders are not particularly Physically masculine, if you know what what I mean, they're in not a, the
0: traditional uh, athletic yes. physique that we might consider. Yes,
1: yes, yes. However, you, you know, I have to say, um, in recent years, the clubs and uh, individual esports athletes they they do uh, have this kind of intention, and also they build in in their daily training programs to to get fit. So, um, at that that point, we should note as well. And another thing, another difficulty. Uh, has been with esports, it's a huge umbrella sort of term uh, which contains a big variety of games. The uh, normal principle of traditional sports, if you imagine football, a basketball, uh, they have a set of rules that uh, everybody follows. But because with, within esports, um, there are so many games, so many different ways of collaborating, so many different ways of playing, and with the uh, Software with the um, the games itself keep on updating, so yeah, lots of uh, debate has been around if we can classify esports as a uh, real sport, but how you know how do we ensure um, this is a fair play? And so we, we follow a set of uh, rules and what sort of games would be appropriate for um, a big stage sort of mega sport events such as Olympic Games or Asia uh, Games. So coming back to um, our research, is basically um, we discovered that although there's a lot of discussion on whether esports should be a real sport, um, official sport, and there's a lot of research uh, looking at some motivations. Uh, for the players to participate in uh, esports. However, there's not much discussion or exploration around the core of the industry, which is uh, the athletes who contribute to the esports content.
0: It's a, it's a really growing uh, area. And research, I guess, is just catching up. There's so much to do. And since there's so much to do, why did you pick the athletes? Why focus on, on their career development?
1: I think what um make me um very impressed or very passionate about researching this particular group is that we feel these are very, very young group of people. So um, through our observation and the initial conversations with um, a few uh, esports athletes, and they um, normally become the uh, professional players when they are 17 and they finish their peak, you know, uh, retire from the pretty much when they are 22 23 Uh, so they have a very short career lifespan of four five years so we are very interested and impressed by the amount of um, passion the huge amount of dedication but also lot of struggle and the challenges facing them during uh, their careers as professional athletes and also their kind of a sense of worry about the job security and their views about their future. Th- therefore, we thought uh, there is a lack of understanding Uh, For academics and also for the practitioners in terms of who they really are, what kind of life they are are living in and uh, what sort of expectation and what sort of experience, challenges and issues and their own views about this particular industry.
0: And to, to, to research this, you, you actually used chaos theory of careers. Now, I, I had to check that twice when I read it. Chaos theory, really. Um, so can you tell us how that was useful here?
1: You probably heard of, there's a saying, that a flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil will set off a, a tornado in Texas. So this is famously known as a butterfly effect. So this is within the um, chaos theory. So chaos theory was uh, introduced by Kaufman in 1995. So basically, this particular theory was used to describe a chaotic and uh, dynamic. Complex system. So, what what we um, observed from uh, the real lives of uh, esports um, athletes and their career paths is that um, we felt the traditional career theories, which are mainly based on the assumption that the careers uh, people uh, follow this kind of uh, career development in a logical and linear progressive stages but this is not true for esports because esports has its unique features in terms of what you just mentioned as well the technology the digital technology input uh, its unique features overlapping beyond sports in terms of a media and entertainment industry So, so this is a quite complex dynamic constantly changing system so this so this broadly made us feel like oh this fits this would this kind of feature of esports careers probably will will fit better within the chaos theory i i, I have to say we um we also applied the ideas of CTC, which is the Chaos Theory of Careers, which was introduced by uh, Pryor and Bright uh, in 2003. So so basically, they already started to realize that that the modern careers, you know, some of them do not follow traditional, classic, uh, stage-based progression framework anymore. However, the CTC, so far... Uh, before our study, only very limited looking into the educational context uh, with some kind of a career counseling and uh, intervention uh, tools and a framework being designed based on CTC. So we are trying to advance this a little bit further, uh, CTC, by applying the principles of CTC into a Real world example of esports careers.
0: It sounds like you could uh, use CTC to describe my career progression. So uh, <laughs> I, I completely understand. And to do this research, you conducted 35 semi structured interviews with esport athletes and coaches from pro sport clubs in China. And I have this silly image, I'm sure, of esport athletes being all stuck in their basements, all there in the darkness, playing on multiple screens. But I'm guessing when you were speaking to them, you realized they're nothing like that
1: yeah, so... Now they are some clubs. They they do offer a lot of support for for the athletes. So, for example, they got a professional analytic, and they got uh, some got psychological uh, personnel, uh, therapists uh, to 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 help these um, athletes to release their pressures. Yeah, I have to say, yeah, the, your your imagination probably are partially right or mostly right, because they are trained extremely hard. I don't know in other countries, but in China, uh, the situation is on average, um, each of them uh, have to train uh, between 10 to 12 hours a day. And also most clubs do not allow them to have personal relationships because, you know, um, yeah, it takes time. (laughs) So um, they they sort of uh, really focus on become the um the winner the 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 champ the the champion um and so that's the the experience uh, from our interviews with this uh group of people
0: was it easy to recruit them and easy to talk to them or did they actually say only if you beat me in a game will i do the interview
1: no it's a quite exclusive industry, um, I have to say. So there has been a um, lot of challenges in terms of getting um, the uh, the respondents uh, to participate in our interviews. And um, it's primarily based on personal recommendations and uh, snowball sampling. So you have to, get to, to have certain contact within the industry and get hold of a few people to start with and then, you know, to spread the words and to encourage uh, more participants. Uh, but I guess because our research, we made it very clear, we, we are here to present the the, the the real situation and the struggle and uh, the opportunities for this group of people who are extremely under-researched. So yeah, we have this kind of uh, goodwill. And uh, yeah, so we normally have a very um, active um, participation.
0: So 35 semi-structured interviews, I assume that's a fair amount of data. How did you go about analysing all that?
1: Yeah, so um, analyzing those data um, has been a challenge. Basically, all the authors have to go through the, the transcript and so we have to uh, go through a number of stages, as you, uh, you know uh, yourself, um, uh, coding and um, um, compare each other's coding notes to make sense of the, 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 the code and also to to draw themes, to categorize them into themes, and to um, think about how does this theme would uh, fit particularly with uh, what we thought um, the CTC's principles, what connections between these themes that we draw. That was uh, a time-consuming and a challenging stage.
0: So after that laborious process, and I'm sure lots of very strong arguments about, no, it's this theme, no, it's that theme, uh, part of the process, no doubt. Um, after all that, what were the key findings? What, what were those, uh, the, the big results?
1: First of all, we uh, we found that, uh, yes, the traditional classic um, stage-based uh, career uh, development frameworks are not suitable to capture the characteristics of uh, esports careers. And uh, this um, career uh, itself is a very dynamic, constantly changing uh, vibrant system. Um, so in particular, we found, uh, for example, there is no direct entry point to become a uh, eSports athlete. So there's different ways in terms of selection, you make your way from the youth training team member. Uh, progresses to the main team, isolate, and uh, afterwards uh, development. So these uh, this e-sports careers are very unique to different uni- individuals. So everybody uh, follows different career pathways. However, another finding this is uh, consistent with the chaos theory as well is it may appear to be a chaotic system out of order. However, there is beneath this chaos, there are some patterns and some orders that these uh, esports athletes uh, share in common. So, for example, I talked about a young age already. Um, so, the, um, they all entered this professional world uh, career very early in their teenage time, uh, teenager. Um, stage and they have to work really long training hours and they also have this kind of psychological struggle constantly because they are young people uh, they are not fully develop them in terms of their mind in terms of how they cope uh, with um, failure with the conflicts as uh, a team dynamics and however you know there's uh, some positive things as well what, what, what we found is as a group of esports athletes they all have this huge eager for success so yeah they all want to be the winners so basically if not winning the game, you're not, you're not the first. Uh, if you're second, you get a second place. That's nothing. That's not worth mentioning. So only aiming for the best.
0: It sounds a ruthless industry, a uh, really tough career. And like you say, a bit different from the traditional where you say a Manchester United player goes through the football academy and, and progresses through the ranks. It seems a, a very uh, disruptive way of, of getting into to the industry
1: yes exactly and we also found there are there we call um these uh, chance in- events within um uh, their careers uh, so basically for example there's a lot of players um the uh, athletes they swap out uh, from the industry to become a live streamer because they actually get uh, more money in quite a few cases and uh, if they um they see the financial return as a uh, primary goal for them, they would uh, switch to another different path. And we we also discovered that it's kind of, they, they are facing this kind of societal um, opposition as well, because the media, some media in China still uh, portray this uh, esports as as electronic heroin. Um, so uh, these isolates, some of them, their parents, are not happy for them to pursue their career as a e-sports athletes because they think they, they should um, move into a mainstream kind of a job market or continue their education.
0: So, uh, what does this all mean in the end? How did this advance the theory, our understanding of, of what's going on?
1: Theoretically, so we basically says that CTC can be applied to a complex, constantly changing system of e-sports careers. Uh, But this also implies that future research could look at CTC's application to another emerging industries which has new careers. And we sort of provide this kind of initial understanding not only to Um, The people who are working within the esports industry, such as the athletes themselves, the managers, the coaches, but also to the people who are outside esports the media the, the governing well the governing body you, you you could say that's probably within the esports but I'm saying the supporting organizations give them this kind of a picture of a description of the uh, esports as a uh, struggle and the uh, desire uh, for for the continuity within uh, this um, industry and we Our research suggests to see this kind of uncertainty or the chance events not necessarily be a a negative thing. And what we are trying to say in our paper is that the athletes, the coaches, the club managers should embrace this kind of uncertainty and to have the right mindset about how to respond to the changes and the right way of thinking, perceive these changes. And also our findings would give the policymakers and the other practitioners, a sort of a better prediction in terms of the outcomes of the esports athlete careers. So that we, we do want to see this industry can be developed in a more sustainable way. And we identified a number of issues and problems uh, within the career development of esports. And we we hope this would provide some initial understanding for the um, relevant people and organizations when designing their strategies to anticipate the the needs and the demands of the esports athletes.
0: So based on all this and any other research you've done on esports... What advice would you give to esport clubs and esport athletes and people who want to get into the, uh, or have a career in esports?
1: I have to admit, to be an esports athlete is going to be very difficult. So, you need to have this kind of um, expectation of hard work ahead of you. And of course, you have to be very talented to start with. But I also want to say is that, yes, yeah, there's um, already a lot of support around. And, yeah, for the people who want to pursue uh, their dreams in esports, do come and join and trying to make a change. That's um, our advice.
0: Sounds very important uh, and really interesting research, of course. Uh, uh, a really new area that uh, I think is, this is only the start, isn't it? This is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yes, 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 totally.
0: Thanks so much, Yue.
1: Thank you, Vita.
0: And thanks for listening to Sport Management Review Insights. At the Sport Management Review website, you'll find all the latest research being published, including the article discussed in this episode, Understanding Complexity and Dynamics in the Career Development of Esports Athletes. That's it for this episode, but of course, there's plenty more episodes you can download to your favourite podcast player. Until then, it's bye for now.